0: And welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar, and I believe that God wants to fill up heaven. He wants everyone to be saved, including you! Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, And the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world, so that all nations will hear it, and then the end will come. That's the gospel, the good news of Jesus' true salvation. I pray that as you hear this message, it will encourage you to read the Bible for yourself. Seek the truth. Ask God to open your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what His Spirit is trying to tell you. The episode will begin after a short message. Are you a child of God? Imagio Deo, that's Latin, and it means, made in the image of God. God made us that way. It's in Genesis, Genesis 1, Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us, our image, to be like us. Us, who's the us? That's God, the Father, Jesus, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, our triune God, the Holy Trinity. But we are not God's children until we invite Jesus into our hearts and he gives us the Holy Spirit. Then we get God's DNA. We become children of God. I think DNA is fascinating. I had mine done last year and I discovered I have 1% Sephardic Jewish DNA. Those are the Jews that lived in Spain where the majority of my ancestors are from. I have the same DNA as Abraham and Jesus. However, when I became born again, I became a child of God, and I had Jesus' DNA in me in the form of the Holy Spirit. Though I may be blood kin to Abraham through Jesus, I am part of the Christian family of born-again believers. This is what Paul talks about in Galatians chapter 4. He's talking to a mostly Gentile or non-Jewish community. As it turns out, the Galatians are Celts. Yes, the same Celts who settled in Ireland, England, and Scotland, and also in Galicia, Spain, where one of my great-grandfathers was born. So I have a special fondness for these poor misled folks. So here's Galatians chapter four, but first I want to review where Paul ended it in chapter three with a powerful statement. And am reading from Galatians three, 26 to 29. For you are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ, or Christ Jesus. And all who have been united with Christ in baptism have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, black or white, brown, Hispanic, Asian. No, for all you are all one in Christ Jesus. And now that you belong to Christ, you are the true children of Abraham. You are his heirs. And God's promise to Abraham belongs to you. Okay, now we go to Galatians chapter 4. Think of it this way. If a father dies and leaves an inheritance for his young children, those children are not much better off than slaves until they grow up, even though they actually own everything their father had okay now think of somebody who grows up in a farm okay so basically you've got your chores to do and you go do them but you know that if you work the farm and keep it going that once your your you know your parents die you will inherit the farm the farm is yours you are you are the heir okay they have to obey their guardians until they reach whatever age their father set And that's the way it was with us before Christ came. We were like children. We were slaves to the basic spiritual principles of this world. But when the right time came, God sent his son, born of a woman, subject to the law. God sent him to buy freedom for us, who were slaves to the law, so that he could adopt us as his very own children. And because we are his children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, prompting us to call out, Abba, Father, or Abba, my daddy. Now you are no longer a slave, but God's own child. And since you are his child, God has made you his heir. Paul's concern for the Galatians. Before you Gentiles knew God, you were slaves to so-called God, little g-gods that do not even exist. So now that you know god or should i say that god knows you why do you want to go back again and become slaves once more to the weak and useless spiritual principles of this world you are trying to earn favor with god by observing certain days or months or seasons or years i fear for you perhaps all my hard work with you was for nothing dear brothers and sisters i plead with you to live as i do in freedom from these things, for I have become like you Gentiles, free from those laws. You did not mistreat me when I first preached to you. Surely you remember that I was sick when I first brought you the good news. But even though my condition tempted you to reject me, you did not despise me or turn me away. No, you took me in and cared for me as though I were an angel from God or even Christ Jesus himself. Where is that joyful or grateful spirit you felt then? I am sure you would have taken out your own eyes and given them to me if it had been possible. Have I now become your enemy because I am telling you the truth? Those false teachers are so eager to win your favor, but their intentions are not good. They are trying to shut you off from me so that you will pay attention only to them. If someone is eager to do good things for you, that's all right but let them do it all the time, not just when I'm with you. Oh, my dear children, I feel as if I'm going through labor pains for you again, and they will continue until crisis fully developed in your lives. I wish I were with you right now, so I could change my tone. But at this distance, I don't know how else to help you. Tell me. he's talking about Abraham's two children. Tell me, you who want to live under the law, do you know what the law actually says? The scriptures say that Abraham had two sons, one from his slave wife, Hagar, and one from his freeborn wife, Sarah. The son of the slave wife was born in a human attempt to bring about the fulfillment of God's promise. But the son of the freeborn wife was born as God's own fulfillment of his promise. These two women serve as an illustration of God's two covenants. The first woman, Hagar, represents Mount Sinai where people received the law that enslaved them. And now Jerusalem is just like Mount Sinai in Arabia because she and her children live in slavery to the law. But the other woman, Sarah, represents the heavenly Jerusalem. She is a free woman, and she is our mother, as Isaiah said. Rejoice, O childless woman! You who have never given birth, break into a joyful shout. You who have never been in labor, for the desolate woman now has more children than the woman who lives with her husband. And you, dear brothers and sisters, are children of the promise, just like Isaac. Sarah's son. Um, but you are now being persecuted by those who want to, to, you to keep the law, just as Ishmael, the child born by human effort, Hagar's son, persecuted Isaac, the child born by the power of the spirit. Now Ishmael, I'm going to stop here a second, Ishmael is the ancestor of the Arabs. Isaac is the ancestor of the Jews. That's why you always hear the um, the Jews saying the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob is Isaac's uh, son. Um, so it was even predicted back in Genesis that the Arabs would persecute the Israelites. So what's going on today was predicted back in Genesis. So don't Disregard Bible prophecy. All right, continuing in the last paragraph, chap, uh, verse 30. But what do the scriptures say about that? Get rid of the slave and her son, for the son of the slave woman will not share in the inheritance with the free woman's son. So, dear brothers and sisters, we are not children of the slave woman. We are children of the free woman. Whew. Well, there was... I think it was back in verse 9 I think it was yes so now that you know God or should I should say that God knows you all right so here's the question does God know you that is the crucial question for a long time I knew who God was and the Holy Trinity and because God created me he knew who I was loved me enough to send his son Jesus to die for my sins in place of me But it wasn't until I invited Jesus into my heart and my life that he knew me. Jesus told us in Matthew 7 verses 21 to 23, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On Judgment Day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name and cast out demons in your name and performed many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break God's laws. Picture this. You live in one place and your parents live in another and you find yourself homeless. Where do you go? To your parents' house. What if when you knocked on the door, your dad tells you, I don't know you, go away. You'd be hurt and dejected, homeless. Well, imagine that scene when you're dying. You're alone, not in a hospital, maybe in a car accident. There's no church or priest nearby to give you last rites. You know you're dying and you tell Jesus, I went to confession every Saturday, then mass every Sunday. I was baptized as a baby, did my first communion, confirmation, was even married in the Catholic Church. I volunteered at the soup kitchen. Hey, I even helped a priest with an exorcism. Was that enough? Jesus says to you, I never knew you. Get away from me who break God's laws. What do you mean, you'd say? I did everything I was told to do. Then Jesus would reply, you worshiped my mother Mary more than me. You prayed to saints when you should have gone directly through me. Those acts broke the first and second commandments. Then you might say, Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I repent of my sins. Please save me. If you're still alive and conscious, more than likely Jesus will forgive you and allow you into heaven. And, And you do know, by the way, that purgatory does not exist. If you click on over to my blog, there's a link to more information about that. He loves you. Jesus loves you. He does not want you to perish. Jesus knows that you were deceived by the Roman Catholic Church. In reality, you may not have a chance to ask for Jesus's forgiveness if you were dying. Heirs in God's kingdom. Jesus told us, "Don't let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my Father's home. If this were not so." what i have told you that i am going to prepare a place for you when everything is ready i will come and get you so that you will always be with me where i am that's in john chapter 14 verses 1 through 3. as part of our inheritance as heirs we get a place in god's mansion in heaven we've got our one-way non-stop ticket to heaven we've got our reservation in the mansion we are set but you still need to become a child or heir of God. How do you do that? Well, it's really rather simple. You already believe that Jesus is the son of God and that he died for your sins. Now you must repent of your sins. That is stop sinning. Then be baptized to show yourself and the world that you're dying to your old life and rising like Jesus to a new life as a child of God. Then you receive the Holy Spirit that helps sanctify you. Transformation complete. Start by inviting Jesus into your heart and your life. If you don't know what to say, then pray this prayer humbly and wholeheartedly. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. I believe you died for my sins. Please forgive me. Right now, I turn from my sins and open the door of my heart and my life to you. I confess you as my personal Lord and Savior, I will follow you for the rest of my life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Jesus name. Amen. And so your next steps in your new walk with Jesus, start reading the Bible daily. If you don't have one, I recommend YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Both are free and have a lot of excellent daily devotionals and Bible studies. So you talk to God, you pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you daily, find and join a Bible-believing church, preferably non-denominational one, and be baptized. Jesus Christ is coming back soon. Are you ready? Solely there, Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Yes, the kingdom of God is here. We are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times, but know that things aren't falling apart. They are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, verses 20 to 22, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Folks, Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Invite him, your Savior, into your heart. If you don't know what to say, read the prayer in the show notes. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of Scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope is through Jesus Christ only. If you have any comments or questions, feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. Make sure you download my favorite free Bible study apps, Uversion Bible App, and Through the Word. These will make it easy for you to get into the habit of reading the Bible daily and seeking the truth for yourself. Oh, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button then the share button the good news of jesus christ is meant to be shared soli gloria to god alone be the glory